visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Oh, boy, am I glad it's lunchtime. Hey, Sam, are you eating with anybody? How's for having lunch with me? Okay, but I got a good start already. Me too. Man, am I hungry. Building a bomb, I sure gives a guy an appetite, huh? Yeah, it sure does. Hey, which reminds me, I'm beginning to think wings run in our family. Wings in your family? Yeah. Hey, fella, you sure you feel all right? Oh, sure, sure, I'm okay. Just a figure of speech, see? It's like this. Here I am working in a plane factory, first of all. Yeah. And my eldest son's flying with the American Air Force somewhere in Europe. Oh, I begin to see. And now my youngest son turns out to be a real aviation nut. He's got about 14 model planes already. Holy smoke, must have cost you plenty. Now we come to the best part. He gets those models free out of Kellogg's pet packages. Hey, some free pride. You said it. And they're mighty neat planes, Bill. They're made out of basswood. They're all marked so you just cut them out and put them together. You don't even need any glue. Well, where have I been all my life? Uh-oh. We better get back to work, huh? Wait till I tell my son about this. He's nuts about planes. Yes, gang, everybody's talking about the nifty free model planes you get in the Kellogg's pep packages. But that's not the whole story. In some of the pep packages, you can get a free hot iron transfer instead of the model plane. A transfer of the U.S. Air Force combat insignia. And it's no trick at all to put this insignia on your own shirt or jacket. Now, this hot iron transfer is at the bottom of the wax paper bag inside the pep package. So remember that. And gang, be sure you make crisp, delicious pep your own special breakfast. See how many free prizes you can collect. And remember the name now, Pep. P-E-P. Pep is made by Kellogg's in Battle Creek. And now, the adventures of Superman. Never in his entire career had Superman faced a situation as dangerous as the one he is involved in now. In previous episodes, we heard how a flaming meteor flashed through the heavens and landed on a farm a few miles outside Metropolis. Sent to cover the story, Superman, in his guise of the mild-mannered reporter, Clark Kent, found that when he approached the meteor, he grew dizzy and seemed to lose all strength. Editor Perry White of the Daily Planet insisted that Kent be examined by a doctor. Kent, however, realizing that his true identity of Superman might be revealed by a physical examination, refused. But White would not take no for an answer. As our last episode ended, Superman was in a spot from which there seemed no escape. To take a blood count, Dr. Turner had jabbed Kent's finger with a needle, the result being that the needle snapped and broke. Taking another needle, the doctor prepared to try again. Knowing that the needle could not possibly penetrate his skin, that it would again break, and that he would be unable to offer any explanation for the strange phenomenon, Kent was in a ticklish position. We join him now in the doctor's office as the doctor prepares to make use of the second needle. Perry White is standing by. Listen. Now then, Kent, if you'll just hold still. Wait a minute. Yes? I'm not going through any more of this. I stood this examination as long as I can. You, you, you'll just have to end it right here. Nonsense, my boy. As I told you, this won't hurt. I can't let you jab my finger with that needle again. Well, why not? Well, 
I just can't, that's all. No, never in all my life have I heard anything quite so ridiculous. I'm sorry, Mr. White. Now, look here, Kent. I'm beginning to lose patience with you. I must take this blood count and... Uh, Want me to take it, Doc? No, no, I'll take it. Kent, I am really surprised at you. Dr. Turner speaking. You just don't understand, Mr. White. Yes? All I know is you're acting like a five-year-old child. Oh, okay. I'll be right over Well, you've got a temporary reprieve, Kent. That was an emergency call from the hospital. I'll have to leave at once. But I want to see you back here tomorrow morning for that blood count. I'll think about it. You'll think about nothing. I'll have him here in the morning, Doc. Don't worry. If I have to drag him by his hair. Well, make it about ten. I'm sorry I have to rush you off like this, but that's how things go. You know where your clothes are, Ken. Yes, Doctor. Thanks. See you in the morning. All right, now. Come on, get dressed and we'll go. Need any help? Oh, no, no. I, I can do it alone. What in the name of heaven are you so nervous about? Nervous? Me? Yes, you're jittery as a cat. Why not? Oh, come on. You're closer in the next room. I'll get them. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't touch my clothes. Don't touch them. All right, all right. Good grief. Well, they made the spun gold? Of course not. I just don't like people handling my clothes. Well, frankly, Kent, I think you are nuts. But go on in there and get dressed. We've wasted enough time. Okay, I'll be right out. Wow, that was close. Ooh. Perry White had seen that red cape and the blue tights sitting underneath my business jacket. I could never have explained that. Well, I better get into my clothes as quickly as I can. Good thing Dr. Turner was called away, or I'd be trying to explain myself out of plenty. Explain. Huh. Wish I could explain my strange reaction to that meteor. Why do I get weak every time I come within five feet of it? And Krypton. Why did I keep repeating that word over and over again? Krypton. What does the word Krypton to do with me? Sounds familiar, but I just can't place it. I must find out, because unless I'm very much mistaken, Krypton is the key to this whole strange business. And Kent is right. Krypton is the key. But before he can place that key in the lock that guards the secret of Krypton... He has a long way to go. And so, a few hours later, back at the Daily Planet, as Perry White enters Clark Kent's office, he finds... Uh, but wait, let's listen. Well, what in the world... Oh, Chief, well, what's the meaning of this? Encyclopedias piled up on your desk. Reference books thrown all over the floor. What's the big idea? I'm trying to find some explanation for the word crypto. Now, wait a minute, Kent, wait a minute. Aren't you going a little overboard about all this? What do you mean? Well, people have collapsed before, you know, and have said so many strange things while they were semi-conscious. I'm sure, I'm aware of that, but somehow, for some unaccountable reason, I've just got a feeling that the word Krypton means something. Well, I doubt it. You found anything? No, not a thing. I don't even know how to spell it. Well, that should be simple. C-R-Y-P-T-O-N. Oh, sure, that's one way, but it might be C-R-I or K-R-I or any one of a dozen combinations. Heaven help me, I think I'll try them all. Well, if I were you, I'd forget it. I suppose you're right. No point in getting too excited about it. Uh, Kent, you understand that my only interest here is to help, don't you? Well, certainly, Chief. Why do you ask? Merely because I had a feeling you didn't want me to help. Oh. That you'd rather be left alone. No, Chief, not at all. I really get hunches. When I do, they're usually right. Now, tell me, why did you refuse to be examined by Dr. Turner? Oh, now, Chief, no. Don't let's go into that again. Has Lois returned from the museum yet? No, and don't change the subject. I'm not. Krypton might be spelled C-R-I-P-P-T-O-N. I'll have a look. Kent, you're worried. Oh, she Yes, yes, you are. Why do you go on denying it? Worry is written in every line of your face. I noticed it from the moment you first collapsed. Well, when you got close to that meteor. I've collapsed before. We ought to be used to that by this time. No, no, it's different this time. 
You've always had a reason for folding up in the past. You've been frightened by something, uh, unnerved by danger. But this time there was no danger, nothing to be afraid of. I could even let that pass if I didn't have the feeling that something's bothering you. No, no, no. Not, nothing's bothering me, Chief. Believe me. Well, all right, if you insist. But I don't understand it. I, I really don't. Dr. Turner said, so far as he was concerned, there couldn't possibly be anything wrong with you. He said you have the physique of a superman. Uh, what's the matter? N- not nothing. I, I accidentally tore the page of this encyclopedia. Oh. Well, I give up. Can't find Krypton in any of these reference books. Except, of course, the gas Krypton, which, which can't possibly have any connection. I guess I'd better get to work on the media story for the late edition. Uh, Lois can take care of that. Why don't you go home and rest? Well, I'm not in need of any rest. I'll just sit down and bang out a rough draft. All right, if you want to. But Lois ought to have a lot more information about it when she gets back from the museum. Yes, that's right. <coughs> Dr. Whistler has probably been able to explain to her what kind of a meteor it is, where it came from, and all the rest of it. Uh, Ken. Yes, Chief? I, I hope you'll excuse my harping on the same subject so long, but don't you really think you should take a vacation and uh, go away for a few weeks? No, no, I don't. I, I feel fine. Well, I must say you look all right, but... Oh, so there you are. Well, it's about time, Miss Lane. I got back as quickly as I could, Chief. Oh, good. Now that you're here, you're going to help me write the story about that meteor for the late edition. Suppose you... Well, Lois, what's wrong? Why are you looking at me that way? Clark, just what are you hiding from Mr. White and me? Hiding? That's what I said. What are you hiding from us? Nothing that I know of. That's not true, Clark. Oh, oh, wait a minute, Lois. Take it easy. Yes, please take it easy. It seems to me... I'm not interested in how things seem to you. I've got some questions I want to ask you, and I want straight answers. Now, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I I don't get this, Lois. I don't get it at all. Well, then perhaps I'd better explain. Well, it would sort of help. Well, I just come from the museum, Chief, where I watched Dr. Whistler put that meteor through 101 tests. It was fascinating. He threw a lot of scientific lingo at me while he worked, but yes, I had a... suppose you forget the build-up, Lois. Just what's wrong? What's happened? Yes. Well, he worked over it, chipping off a piece of the blackened crust here and there, applying acids and chemicals of all descriptions. Yes. Finally, he told me what that meteor is. Well? When I heard its name, Clark, I nearly fell through the floor. What? I made sure I heard right, and then I came over here as quickly as I could. Well, what did you hear? What did Dr. Whistler tell you? Prepare yourself for a shock, Chief. The name of that meteor is Kryptonite. As Lois pronounces the name Kryptonite, Clark Kent and Perry White stare at her in blank amazement. In a moment, we'll bring you the exciting climax to today's story. But first, here is another important message. Gang, have you noticed every now and then that you can't always have the seconds of some of the things you like best? Well, that's not true where Kellogg's Pep is concerned. There's plenty of Pep for everybody these days. And what's more, Pep's mighty good for you as well as mighty good to eat. Why, just one one one-ounce serving of those crisp golden whole wheat flakes gives you the vitamin D you need for one day. And Pep is the only nationally advertised wheat flake cereal to give you this amount of the sunshine vitamin. And that's not all. Right inside every single package of Pep is a free prize. A model plane or a hot iron transfer of one of the U.S. Air Force combat insignia. This hot iron transfer is at the bottom of the wax paper bag inside the PEP package. So remember that. And gang, be sure your mother gets you a package of PEP tomorrow. Remember the name PEP, P-E-P. PEP is made by Kellogg's in Battle Creek. And now, back to our story. Lois, facing Perry White and Clark Kent in the latter's office, says, Prepare yourselves for a shock. The name of that meteor is Kryptonite. 
kryptonite. Never heard of it myself. Nor did I. Dr. Whistler told me few people ever had. The planet Krypton was known to a handful of astronomers and no one else. And yet you, Clark, while you were unconscious, mentioned the name Krypton over and over again. How do you explain it? Explain it? Well, you knew of its existence. You must have, or you could never have spoken its name. Yet Dr. Whistler assures me that the people who know about Krypton can be counted on the fingers of one hand, and that every single one of them is a scientist. Now, you're no scientist, Clark, and you never have been, so far as I know. No, but... You couldn't possibly have any knowledge of the planet Krypton. Yet you distinctly mentioned its name over and over again. I know. Well, explain it, Mr. Kent. Explain it if you can. Explain it? How can Clark Kent explain it? when even he at the moment has only a hazy knowledge of his true origin. Dazed, bewildered, with hundreds of unanswered questions rushing through his mind, he can only stand and stare at Lois Lane. What will be the outcome of this latest predicament Superman finds himself in? What can he do to preserve his long-held secret? Be sure to be with us tomorrow, same time, same station, for another exciting episode. Tune in and follow The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Publications. <laughs> 